Lord, in the name of Jesus, because the Lord has been your light, the Lord has been our salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is the stronghold of our life, because God is the stronghold of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? Now begin to see those three or four things that he talks about in that verse 2. I want whoever is on that aspect to go quickly. He said, when evil men, I want you to underline that, evil men. Because you are going to see this as part of my message this morning. Where evil men, who are the evil men? People that use your problem to make you sick. People that use your problem, the penniness that are making you sick. That we, uh, he's going to church every day. God is not answering his prayer. Listen to, when evil men advance against me to devour my flesh. There are ways that people devour your flesh. They stab you from the back. They don't hold a knife. They stab you with their mouth. They stab you with various kind of uh, equipment that is uh, uh, built into them. He said when evil men, he talks about evil men. Peradventure, your case is a case of evil men. Wishing you bad. Wishing you evil. Trying to make you sick every day. He said, uh, where, he said when evil men advance against me to devour my flesh. There are several ways that your flesh is being tortured. When my enemies and my foes attack me, there are several ways that enemies and foes attack you. He said they will walk, they will stumble and fall. He talks about evil men. But I venture your case is a case of evil men this morning. But I venture your case is a case of enemies and foes that attack you in various ways. They attack you with their mouth. They attack you with their behavior. They attack you physically and spiritually. He said, they will what? They will stumble and fall. Can we quickly go to that verse 3? He said, though an army besiege me. We have several armies. We are talking about we are on the for, uh, war front for the Lord. Amen. There are people that are in war-affected areas. They have armies that are attacking them. We are hearing in the news and everything. So we also have Satan's army that attack people in various ways. He said, though an army besiege me. He said, my heart will not what? Fear. And he talked about though war breaks out against me. Four things. Evil men. Enemies and foes, army, and he said, though war, the first one, breaks out against me, even then I will be what? Confident. I speak the, uh, the confidence of God in your spirit, soul, and body this morning. In the name of Jesus. So the theme of this morning's message is, be happy, young man. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, be happy, young man. Be happy, young woman. Be happy, young man. I want you to keep on repeating it because some people are not happy this morning. So they must be happy. Be happy, young man. Be happy, young woman. Be happy, 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 be happy. Someone has made you unhappy this morning or has made you unhappy for several days or you have made yourself unhappy, be happy. That is what God is saying this morning. I've kept this message for so long. And when I had the opportunity to minister it along with the youth, I did not have that opportunity. And when the man of God said to me this morning that take the meetings, I said, God, what am I going to do? You know, sometimes you think it's very easy to come here. It's not very easy. The pastors will tell you. Thank God for people like Apostle because and the pastors anyway. Because when the master said I wanted to 
put me phone one of the pastors this man said, ah. as he's shaking around here, he might be shaking to let me just go for this assignment. So I prayed and God said, oh, I've been preparing you for this message, you happy young man. So these are the ways that you put it. And God said to me, in this meeting, because we will pray. I want the pastors to be ready. We will all pray for people that are having marriage issues. Because it's easy to get married, you know. But when marriage problem comes, you're unhappy. You're unhappy. You are going to work. You'll be in the bus. People don't know what is going in your heart. Marriage problem can make people to commit suicide. But God is saying to you this morning, be, be, be. He's a young man. Young man. You are young at heart. And this scripture is taken from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter chapter 11, verse 9. I want you to put it on the board. Be happy, young man, while you are young. God wants us to be young in spirit and in heart. When you see young children, they are happy. I was coming out into the crack this morning. They just came rushing around me. You know, they are always happy. They are not moody. There is nothing to make them unhappy. So God is saying, young man, be happy. And he said, let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. This is the days of our youth. Even if you are 90, see the days of your youth, you are not dead yet. Amen. You must be happy. He said, follow the way of your heart. And whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things, God will bring to judgment. So then banish anxiety from your heart. Banish excitement. These are the things that make you unhappy. You just feel I'm there already. Go to school. You are not going to school. You are not studying enough. You are not having, be creative. Have business ideas or something like that. You are not, your, your happiness is making you to squander money. To enjoy life, keep on being in the world, worldliness and all the rest of that. You think that's life. When you now get to the peak of your life, unhappiness will come because you have wasted your life. He says, so then, banish anxiety from your heart. Another thing that will make us not unhappy is when you are too excited. The prodigal son was excited for nothing. He had wealth. He had everything. And he felt the time has come for him to, my father, you have money, and I just, I'm tired of this discipline. I'm tired of you telling me this. I want to live on my own now. I want to move out of the house. You never know that parents pay light bills. You did not know that heater, you have to pay heating. You hardly did you realize that after adding bus pass that they're increasing now, there's commitment, money commitment. Hardly did you know that. And you just say, what am I in this house? They give you time to come in. They give you time to do. I want to live on my own. Then you go to live on your own. Then you know and know. Thank God for African parents. They don't send you out of the house when you are 17. But a lot of you, because you are raised in this society, you want to go out. The prodigal son did that. But by the time he realized it, the father was very kind. A man that has money and understanding, he gave, he has two children. And he just said, sure, you have decided to go. Okay, divided the wealth. And then she, uh, uh, he went his own way. The Bible said he began to eat with pigs. He squandered all the money and the suffering that he had never seen. He started seeing that suffering. The same thing. For running after husband, uh, boys, running after girls and everything. You didn't know that it's money. 
Some of you make it so tough to your parents and your parents are angry and they say, move out of my house. And then you move out. Then that time you realize it like the prodigal son. When you go out there, you begin to eat with pigs. Different ideas. But I thank God for the prodigal son. He was able to sit down and look back. But adventure, you are that this morning. You have caused sorrow and unhappiness for yourself. And being a prodigal son, the Lord is taking you back home. In the name of Jesus. So the message this morning is be happy. Young man. Excitement can make you unhappy. Excitement can cause trouble on your body. He said, and cast off. He said, so then, verse 10, banish anxiety from your heart. And cast off the troubles of your bodies. Or your body. For youth and vigor are meaningless. What are the troubles of your body? When you are not supposed to be getting to that thing, something is tinkling your body, and it's like you are. You understand what I'm saying? He said you must remove those anxiety. You are just taking uh, two pounds fifty uh, an hour or five pounds, and you think you, you have arrived. When some people are earning over uh, uh, five hundred pounds an hour, you have not arrived, my dear. And then you are spending the money anyhow. You have not arrived. Excite, excitement. Youth and just stop doing this, stop doing that. Committing sexual immorality and all this thing around because they are collecting one small dose somewhere. It's not enough for anything. Face your studies, your parents are shouting, make sure that you know. He said for youth, for for youth and vigor, are what? They are meaningless. As you enjoy life, you must not enjoy it too much. Give space for God and let God control your life. The man of God has been telling us about the gifts of the Spirit. Begin to see the word of wisdom. Pray that the Lord, the, the Lord will increase the wisdom that you have. Pray that the Lord begin to use you as a young man in doing the things of God. It has prayed for me because as a young lady, I focused on God. Hardly did I know that God has more plans for me. And I'm really happy that his plan has succeeded in my life. So what can make a young man unhappy? Number one. I put here number one focus as the Lord was directing me. Joblessness. When you are jobless, you can feel unhappy. Go to job center today, there is no job. Write a lot of emails out, there is no job. Things are not, you don't have enough money to spend. People are giving offering in the church, you can't give offering. You understand what I'm saying? It makes people unhappy. Joblessness. For adventure, you are in this category. The Lord will give you job. Amen. The Lord will give you job. Amen. What can make a young man? When I'm talking about young man, I'm talking about man and woman. Unhappy. Sin. That is even number one. Sin can make a young man unhappy. So you cannot continue to sin and expect grace to what? Abound. And if time permits, I'll be able to Look in the scriptures. The first family that sinned in the Bible, what happened to them? They were driven out of the beautiful garden. The enjoyment they used to enjoy, the river, when you read about that scripture, I said, the, the Lord planted them by the river and by nice uh, vegetation. Everything was okay. They had freedom. But when they sinned, the Lord banished them from the garden and set Flashes of light so that we present them from getting to the tree of life again. 
What can make a young man unhappy? Barrenness. When you are barren, every year people are praying for you by this time next year. And it seems things are not happening. But adventure, you are in this category. The Lord has answered. Hannah had bitterness of heart. And she was just there praying. You know, he said, though your enemy, Psalm 27, that's why I read that psalm to you. But you will be confident. Amen. Even though war, Penina and the children, they war against Hannah. Even though the husband will be coming to, to say, Anna, sorry, don't worry. The Lord will do it again and all the rest of that. Hannah lost her confidence in God. Because every year, the Bible says year after year because of barrenness. And she keeps on coming. But when the time came, she met with the Lord. This morning, God has given you solution. Amen. The Lord will grant you the patience. But adventure, you are in this category. What can make a young man unhappy? Sickness. Everybody's praying. And it seems nothing is happening. You are in this category this morning. The Lord has answered you. What can make a young man unhappy? When you disappoint yourself, like I've just said, like the prodigal son. Or when you disappoint God. But this morning, the Lord will restore you. I have promises for you this morning. And I've just said to you, rebellion can make a young man unhappy. Sin can make a young man unhappy. Corruption, your your heart is corrupted, can make a young man unhappy. And when you're unhappy, you continue to persist in rebellion. It can make you unhappy. Loneliness and separation can make a young man unhappy. As we know that the Bible says the enemy has come to do what? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. But this morning, he will not kill you. He will not steal from you. Neither will he uh, uh, destroy you in the name of Jesus. But remember the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9. It says, so then banish anxiety from your heart. It said, no. Here he said, follow the way of your heart. And whatever your eye sees, but, do, uh, but know that for all these things, God will bring you to judgment. God will do what? Bring you to what? To judgment. I want you to keep that in your hand as well, because we are going to talk about it. How will your eternity be? Maybe because of the way you have spent your life. We are talking of other physical things. But there are spiritual ways that God wants you to live. And you are excited for nothing. And you just feel life can go on like that and everything. The Bible says Jesus is coming shortly. And hence he has said it here. Be happy. Follow the ways of your heart. If the ways of your heart is not pleasing to God, don't follow it. Follow the ways of your heart that is pleasing to God. Amen. Say, but know that... For all these things, God will bring you to judgment. We must always keep it at the back of our hearts. When we are happy, we must not be happy for nothing. When we are happy, we must not take life as easy and enjoyment and enjoying and take God for granted. 
Because if you keep on enjoying and enjoying and take God for granted, he said God will bring all these things to what? To judgment. So always know that in your heart. Let's quickly go to the book of Isaiah. Because we are talking about God brings to judgment. And makes the young man unhappy. In the book of Isaiah, I said to us that sin makes a young man unhappy. God gave Isaiah this vision. Rebellion makes a young man unhappy. And it says in that book of Isaiah, chapter 1, Hear, O heaven, listen, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. What is God saying? He says, I reared children and brought them up. But they have what? I want you to seek it after me. It's on the screen. They have what? They have rebelled against me. I reared up children. And I'm looking at parents as well. Rearing up children. Helping them to make it in life. But they do what? They rebelled. I begin to see the picture of the prodigal son. A father reared up a child, two children, and one of them just rebelled. The same thing happened to God, and God is seeking from a bitterness of heart here. And he said, I reared children, I want you to underline that, for eventually you are rearing children, and they are rebelling against you. No, it happened to God. So that you can be encouraged, and keep on praying. Because the same God, he knew that the enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you look at that Isaiah, the same chapter 1, he said, uh, 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 there was a place that he said there that, uh, uh, verse 1, verse nine, uh, 19, uh, verse 18, he said, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be what? They shall be as white as snow. Though they be as red and crisp as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has word has spoken. I want you to keep that Isaiah. The same God that said that. He reared up children, they rebelled against him. He's pleading his cause here and said, Come. I want to reason with you. And peradventure you have been living in rebellion and you have been unhappy. God is calling you forth to be able to reason with you this morning. He said the ox knows his master, the donkey his owner's, his owner's manger, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Paradventure, you don't know the grace of God upon your life this morning. And you have caused yourself to be unhappy. And things have not been working well for you. He said, Israel, he said, the ox knows his master. He's not using ordinary things that don't have the wisdom that God has given to you. The donkey, his owner's manger, the donkey, they know how to go back. When they go astray or something, they know how to come back. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. But this morning, out of this message, you will know, you will understand. Despite God's warning, the people continue to sin. Now look at what he said. Ha! Sinful nation. Sin can make you unhappy. 
A people loaded with guilt. When you are loaded with guilt, you feel unhappy. A brood of uh, 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 evildoer. Children given to corruption. Corruption can make you unhappy. They have forsaken the Lord and have spawned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on Him. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured. When you persist in rebellion, it makes you unhappy. Your whole head is what? Will be injured. Your whole heart will be what? Afflicted. Sorrow and sighing. The Bible says we flee. But when you persist in rebellion, sorrow and sighing will not flee. But will continue to be. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness. You begin to, when, you, when a young man is unhappy, confusion has come into your life. Only wounds and wets, an open sore, not cleansed or bandaged, or suited with oil. Your country is desolate. Your cities burned with fire. Your fields are being stripped by foreigners. Right before you, laid waste, as when overthrown by stranger. This is the type of judgment. You remember? He said you should be happy. Follow the way of your heart. Let the way of your heart not be the way that will make you to continue to sin. Because when you continue to sin, God's judgment comes upon anyone that continues to sin. I pray this morning that God will open our eyes to be able to see it. Corruption, I've proven to you that corruption, when we disappoint God, when we rebellion, when we disappoint ourselves and we continue to sin, can make us to be unhappy. But Psalm Psalm 30, I think verse 4 to 5 confirms it. That you can only be unhappy for a while. Sorrow can overthrow you because of your rebellion, because of everything. But God's joy comes in the morning. I pray that the joy of God will overthrow you this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. And when you quickly go with me to the book of 1 Samuel. I know these are the scriptures that you know, but God is bringing them to remembrance this morning. He said in that book of 1 Samuel, I said, Baroness. For adventure, you are in this group. You have something to take home this morning. He said, year after year, 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 3, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrificed to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh with Hophni and Phinehas. The two sons of Eli were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he will give portion of the meat to his wife, Penina, and to all his sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave double portion because he loved her. Which never satisfied Hannah, because Hannah too wants a child. Your husband has satisfied you in several ways, but there is no child. No children. It has made your heart to be sick. The Lord will respond in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say the Lord had closed our womb. I speak to every womb that is closed this morning to open. In the name of Jesus. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went to the house of the Lord. 
Her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. But adventure, this is your condition. There are things that have made you to weep and not eat. But the Bible says, be happy. How can I be happy? When all these things are going around me. Nehemiah said, how can I be happy? When the walls of Jerusalem is broken down, how can I be happy? There are things that are making you not to be happy. Like Hannah here, in, in our own case, it was barrenness. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. No enemies provoke you. In this you will be what? You will be confident. Psalm 27. Helkana, her husband, will say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Things have made you to weep for a while now, but your joy has come. Why don't you eat? The Bible says, young man, be happy, but there are things that are making you not to eat. Some of you have eaten breakfast this morning, but there are some people, they can't, the breakfast is there, they can't eat. Don't I mean more than, mean to you than ten sons? Hannah stood up. Once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, because he, be able, he was unable to eat, everybody's rejoicing, but he's, he's sad. Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the chair by the doorpost. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. Maybe this is your situation this morning. God has answered. Amen. In bitterness. There are things that can make you not to be happy. Hannah was not happy. His soul was bitter. And her soul was bitter. She would keep on weeping. She weep, wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow. I don't know the vow that you have made this morning. But your misery is over. Yeah. And she kept on praying to the Lord. Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart. And her lips were moving but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long will you keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. Not so, my Lord. Even in provocation, Hannah was still calm. The Lord will help us. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I said, Be happy, young man. But when your heart is deeply troubled, there is no way that you can be happy. But this morning, God is responding in another good way. He said, I'm not, I did not drink wine or beer. I was pouring my heart to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Peradventure, look at the words that I use here. These are the things that can make a young man not to be happy. Bitterness of soul. Anguish and what? Grief. Eli answered, go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked him. May that be your case in the name of Jesus. But there is something about this, Anna. When the Lord answered, the Bible said, Hannah prayed and said, He said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. This shall be you, O God, in the name of Jesus. In the Lord, my horn is lifted high. And my mouth boasts over my enemies. For I delight in your deliverance. Hallelujah. And I sang a song to glorify the name of the Lord. Paradventure, your spirit has been bowed down. 
you will sing a song. In Jesus' name. Another thing that can cause someone to be unhappy, I said sickness. Sickness. The Lord will encourage me to minister to people that are sick. You know, I can teach this because I went through it. I remember when I was, I was told that I had a problem. I was breathless. Every time I'm struggling with my breath. Any minute with that condition, I can die. This went on for a year. For almost a year, or over a year it went on. And yet I will come here and I will preach. But I have bitterness of heart because of sickness. I will be coming like every other person is coming. I am the pastor's wife, I am the Jerobasia's wife, and I have my condition. And I will even cough when I'm teaching here. Someone has given me water. A lot of you have identified and said, ah, mom, there is a cough mixture, but it's more than cough. Say to your neighbor, it's more than cough. You know, there are situations that is more than what people are looking at you. And it's like people are thinking, okay, I have there is a cough mixture that you can drink. There is something, there was a day that I was on my, on my, uh, by myself alone on the field. I was trying to catch up with the GP. But I walked and I was fainting. And I sat down. People were walking through me. And the lady came to me and said, are you okay? Because I said, yes, I'm fine. But I had, I'm breathless. He said, I call an ambulance. I said, I'm just going to do He said, no, 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 no. But the way you're looking, I, I looked because nobody to help me. My husband has gone to help other people that was in pain. And I was left on my own. It was snowing. It was not supposed to snow on that very day. It was some of these days that we have a weird weather. And it's like I sat down there. I said, should I call an ambulance because I don't know what's wrong with me. And the GP said to me, this is your condition. You can die any moment from now. But I cannot tell anybody. But when I come to pray, I know I've been praying. That's why I'm gathering people. I said, we should pray more. When we pray more, it helps to defend, do you understand, several evils that are coming ahead. And things that eyes have not seen will be dealt with. I was in this condition, so I can tell you I was unhappy. There is no way you can tell me to be happy that I'd be happy. But thank God for the man of God. Keep on making me to be happy. He said, there is no, it's no problem. But for adventure, you are, your heart is sick this morning, or you are sick. There is a sickness that doctor has diagnosed in your, in your life. I want to speak to your life this morning that be happy, young man. It will be over in the name of Jesus. If God did it for me, he will do it for you. In Jesus' name. When people are bereaved, they're unhappy. But God wants me to encourage myself this morning and encourage you too. Be happy, young woman. Be happy, young man. Be happy, girl. Be happy, boy. Be happy, Christ with Tabernacle, in this moment of bereavement. Be happy. Another reason why we, can, we, not, we are not happy as a young man is when we, have, we disappoint God or we disappoint ourselves. The Bible talks about the prodigal son. In that book of Luke, chapter 15. I want you to quickly go there. Paradventure, there is anyone that wants to go through this line. Say to your neighbor, this line does not pay. 
doesn't pay anybody to be prodigal. We can be prodigal sons before God. We can be prodigal sons or daughters before our parents. But it's not a good line to tread because there's regret. Amen? Amen. And the Bible says here, Jesus continued in his parable. There was a young man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, it's a story that you understand, but let me read it again so that I can bring us to an understanding. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set up for a distant country, and then squandered his wealth in wild living. For adventure, you are in this category this morning, squandering the money, taking your own share from the family, taking your own share from God, and said, I'm fed up of this Christianity. I want to go and enjoy life. It happened to me. But God met me at my crossroads. I remember that fateful year, 1973, when I was going through it all. And I said, life is all over. Parents are not listening to me. They cannot understand this newly founded uh, religion. I got born again in 1969, getting crazy for the Lord, and things were really working well for me. And I want everything, every living thing. If you're a bird, I will minister uh, salvation to you. If you're a cat, I will minister salvation. You know, when you just get there, it's like very, very hot. And I will tell you, are you in this world or this world in you? My brother, tell me, tell me, tell me. Keep on wearing labu. Keep on making CC. Keep on. You know, we get it in a crazy way. I want everybody to be born again. My mother tell me, because it's too much for me with my mom. My mom was even the crazy one. What type of religion? You don't wear it. You don't do this. You don't. We got in a very crazy, crazy way. Oh, what you have to all my gold? You know, then they wear really pure gold. Then she waged war against me. So it was, when I read some scriptures, I understand. The war was serious. He said, though war is waged against you, he said, you'll be confident. Do an army rise against you. The whole family, the everybody. It was that year that I decided to backslide. But God met me at my crossroad. He sent the man of God, Apostle William. Some of you have heard this story. But I decided and said, okay, this is it. Let me, I was in between. All friends told me, come back. Come back home. There is a goal between us now. Come back home. I, I can never be bothered. You are talking, I don't know, this Christianity, if God is alive. Why did God not come and rescue me with all this persecution? Well, they really whip you that time. Thank God for trees. That was where I was schooling. They get the trees and whip you. I have scares. And I felt this is too much. They come to my hostel. They, you know, and they said, come to a party. We say we are not going to party. We don't want this one that you people go crazy. We want to go party and party and party. They forced us to go. And I was in between my crossroads. So a friend came to invite me to a party. I just, because I know I don't want to go, but my mom said, please take her out. She saw doesn't see road. But I thank God that I see. God made me to see road. And I was allowed to go to this party. Because I don't see road. So you know everybody has in their mind that party is a crazy place. Yeah, you see road, isn't it? And I was allowed to go to this party. 
as I got to that party, God sent the Savior to me. And that is Apostle Williams at the party. And I, I borrowed everything I wore was borrowed, my sister's clothing. Because I knew I was going to the party. So me that I sang, keep on wearing labu, my labu was as big as this. Now I now make up, I put my earrings and I put four, you know the enemy with me. Then I put false fake ring in my hand with a red stone. That's my sister. So anybody that sees me will know that I'm engaged. I prepared myself, but when I got there, God was interested in me. And he fixed me up. And the young man came to me and said, I want you to be my wife. It was too much for me to bear. <laughs> because at this time, I was swept out of feet already anyway. And he said, I want you to be my wife. If you are going to be my wife, a crazy young man for, for the Lord too, you must clap your hands for Jesus. You must shout hallelujah and you must praise the Lord. So God met me at my crossroads. I don't even have time to taste the world. And from that time, those words, with all the words that have been spoken to me, keeps ringing. So be happy, young man. I was sad. But adventure, you are in this condition. You want to, you are that prodigal son or prodigal daughter. Because I've asked my father in heaven... I'm not ready for all this problem anymore. Give me my share. Let me go and enjoy life. And I was about to enjoy life. God met me at my crossroad. That's what I'm saying this morning. He said, and they have squandered his wealth and in wild living. A lot of you are living wild in the world. God is saying, come back home this morning. After I had spent everything, I didn't have time to go and <laughs> spend my life like that and eat with pigs. But God brought me to human beings. He says, severe famine came in that whole country and began to be in need. He went and hired himself to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything. Pig here represents worldliness. Dirty habits. Don't wear this. Don't do this. Don't sleep around. Don't have girlfriend. Concentrate. Don't. A lot of people is too much for them. But in my own case, I was not allowed to eat with pigs. There are many pigs in the world there. If you are not very careful, if you follow them, you begin to eat with them. May the Lord protect your heart so that you don't eat with pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the paws that the pigs were eating. But... No one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, if there's any prodigal son here, I want you to mark that. You have a prodigal son, you have a prodigal child. Keep on praying this prayer that he will come or she will come back to his senses. God made me to come back to my senses. And what did he say? He said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I'm starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned. Be bold to go back to your heavenly father. Be bold to go back to your earthly father and tell them that you have sinned against heaven and against them. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. Can I say to us, at the time we are repenting, the Bible says he's able and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. 
Peradventure, you have disappointed yourself and you have disappointed God. In the case of this prodigal son, he disappointed himself and he disappointed God. But guess what happened when he reasoned with his father? Remember, I said, come, let's just reason together. Though your sins be as red as scarlet, they shall be what? As white as snow. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because, his bro- uh, uh, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. And he was lost and is found. For adventure you are in this condition where you will begin to celebrate your children in the name of Jesus. Be happy, young man. Amen. If I have to talk to us as a church, second to conclusion, if I have to talk to us as a, ch- as a church, another thing that makes us unhappy is when we become a Judas. Say to your neighbor, you will not be a Judas. When Judas was planning to betray God, uh, to betray, betray Jesus, his attitude changed. He could no longer sit with the people. He was always, you know, he would be, he was always, he won't be able to react anymore. Paradventure. This is your attitude. If you are in the church, it's like nobody will be your friend anymore because there is something that is buying and selling. If you are at home, things will, be, will not work well again. You have become like a Judas. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Loneliness, you'll be lonely to yourself. You become like an island. That was what happened to Judas. Because he had a mind to betray Jesus. There are many children that are betraying their parents now. And in one way or the other, you are betraying God. God said you will not be a Judas. And you will not be separated from either your parents nor God. When Judas betrayed, what happened to Judas? Let's quickly look at that book of... Uh, but because of time, I will not be able to go there. But write these scriptures down. The book of John, chapter 13, read from verse 21 to the end. You'll see the story of Judas there. Luke 22, 14 to 30, you'll see the story of Judas there. Matthew 26, 20 to 30, the story of Judas there. Mark 14, 17 to 26. When Judas betrayed Jesus... He began to draw back. Peradventure, you have been drawing back to an island called loneliness. Please come back to basis in the name of Jesus. Another thing that I will, I will use to conclude this morning is that book that we are studying now, the book of Nehemiah. Amen. God wants us as young men to be happy. The Bible said before God, Nehemiah was what? Unhappy. And the king noticed. Another thing that can make a young man not to be happy is when you have concern for the things of God. When things are not going the way it ought to go. The Bible says in that book of John, it says we should see. Lift up our eyes and see the harvest. Laborers are few. Amen. He said we should pray for the God of harvest to send in more laborers to his vineyard. You are a laborer, I'm a laborer. He said, do you, no, 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 no. He said, lift up your eyes. As the, okay, yes. He said, do you not say four months more and then the harvest? 
I tell you, open your eyes and look at the field. God is causing us to open our eyes and look at the field this morning. They are ripe for harvest. Amen. Go to the next verse. Even now, the reapers draw his wages. Even now, the harvest, the crops for eternal life. So that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. So what can make a young man unhappy? When you begin to see the dying soul in the world, it can make you unhappy. But God said, be happy, young man. The harvest is ripe. Amen. Amen. The harvest is ripe. We know that laborers are few. You want to pray as a laborer in the household of God that God should use you to bring more soul into his kingdom. In the month of Nisan, I'm now concluding, in the 20th year of King Xerxes, when wine was brought for the king, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look sad when you are not ill? So you remember, sickness can make you unhappy. When you are ill, you become unhappy. This can be nothing but sadness of what? Of heart. Paradventure. You have, been, you, have, you have concern for the things of God. You want to move on. You want more people to be in church. You want the empty chairs to be filled. God said to you this morning, be happy. Even though at that time, you cannot be unhappy before the presence of the king. And when people are unhappy in those days, they put on ashes and everything. And you cannot be like that in the palace. So the king was worried. But he was afraid. But he said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my father are buried lies in ruin and its gates have been destroyed by fire? May you be concerned this morning. The Bible said uh, he had a bitterness of heart and he was sad. Nehemiah was sad and unhappy because of the work of ministry, because of the work of God. You have been going on to evangelize. You have been doing everything. You have been putting every effort into the work of God as ministers, as pastors. The people are not yet ready. And it seems things are not really happy. God wants me to encourage you this morning to be happy and be glad. When you go out to win soul, I prophesy into your life that people will listen. They will not only come to the household of faith, Christ, said tabernacle, but as you minister to people, as you meet them, they will fill all the churches in the name of Jesus. God will direct them to the place where the truth of God is being spoken, and they will accept God like never before. Nehemiah was concerned. Nehemiah was concerned. But God came to his rescue, and he was able to go and rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. I don't know your concern concerning the work of ministry this morning. Why not have your head bowed and your eyes closed? And I'm still looking at praying for people because as I was coming this morning, the Lord opened my eyes to begin to see marriages that has problems. So the Lord is concerned about this marriage. Paradventure. Your boat is sinking. And you are calling May Day. I can see Jesus say, be still and know. That I am God. Father, I pray this morning.